Eagles Entertainment. You're listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right, another day, and the Eagles are coming off a huge win as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 428. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with Greg Cosell about what we saw on film from the Eagles' Week 12 win over the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, we're going to break down what was a legendary rushing performance by the offense. We'll get into the defensive film. There's a lot to hit on with both sides of the football, and we'll dip our toes into the water of previewing next Sunday's game against the Tennessee Titans. Now, we're going to do all of that at the top of the show. Before we get there, as always, a quick reminder, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, leave us a comment. If you've got a question about this team, about an upcoming game, any kind of matchup, whatever it is about this team, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you listen to the show, leave a rating, leave a comment. We will answer it in an upcoming episode. That said, it's time now for Chalk Talk with Greg Cosell. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, pleased to be joined now by Greg Cosell as we uh, start Chalk Talk this week, Greg. Big win for the Eagles. A fun tape to go through, really, on both sides of the football. You know, it was kind of like a college game on offense. It was. They, I mean, of course, you're including Hertz's scrambles. I think he had five of them. But what did they have, 363 yards rushing? 363 on the ground, which was, I mean, it's crazy. That's, like, ridiculous. Yes. I uh, mean, I don't know when the last time that happened in an NFL game. You might know the answer to that. But uh, it was, I don't know, it was just kind of weird watching the tape. It just seemed like th- there was never a play in which the Eagles' run game was stopped. No, and honestly, it was, a, and this is obvious, but uh, that was three, six, 363 yards. They came in a variety of ways, yes. right? We saw all the different elements at work, and some of it was inside structure, design runs from Jalen Hurts. Obviously, the, the running back A lot of trap were, this week. A ton, a lot of trap. A ton of the tackle trap. I know. Was, uh, it was, I know, with, with Malata and Johnson as the trappers, yeah, yes, not the guards, but no. the tackles, yeah. And there aren't a lot of teams that have that luxury, right, where yeah. you have the tackles to be able to use them as traps. Real, real quick for our listeners, and some of our listeners have heard us talk about trap before, um, but just kind of go through what goes into a trap play. <laughs> Well, normally a trap, you're normally you're depending on who's going to do the trapping. You're you're trapping teams more often than not that play with a four-man D-line front because you're trapping a gap player, a one technique who lines up on one side of the center or a three technique who lines up just outside a guard. And what happens is is the offensive lineman over that player will kind of just step as if he's going to block him, but then move on to block someone else, usually at the second level, because someone comes around, in this case with the Eagles, it was either Maialata or Johnson, the tackles, someone comes around and blocks them, and they don't expect that block to occur Mm. because of where that block's coming from. So they call that a trap play. And the Eagles, particularly later in the game, it seemed to me as if every other play was a trap, which, of course, I'm exaggerating. Right. But they ran a lot of traps in the second half relative to what you normally see. I, I didn't chart it, but they, they ran a ton of it. And one of the best parts about it, too, is that, uh, you know, yes, you get that that unsuspecting block yep. on, on a player on the play side, typically on a, on a defensive tackle. But also the benefit of that is that the linemen that are in front of that defensive tackle, they now get a free run to up the, second the linebacker level. level. Yeah. And so you've got big bodies on small bodies up at the second level. You get a, 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 the defensive 
defensive tackle blindsided essentially uh, on that side. And now you should be able to get the running back with the head of steam yep. up to the third level of the defense. Right. That's why it results in a lot of explosive They ran plays. a bunch of it with Gainwell in the second yeah. half. Yep. Yeah, Gainwell saw a lot. Miles Sanders, his first touchdown run came on a tackle <coughs> trap play. Um, they, 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 they got a lot of good use out of the tackle and, trap. And Gainwell actually played more snaps in this game than he's played all season long. Yep. And his highest percentage of snaps as well. So he was used... Uh, Pretty significantly in this game. Yeah. I, I was glad that, to see it. Yeah, I, honestly, I thought that he ran hard. I thought he all did. three running backs yeah. really did a nice job. They were very, very decisive in this game. Um, there were a number of, of runs from Gainwell, that, since we're talking about him. The third and four run plus 10, uh, that came on one of those yep. tackle trap plays. But you, 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 the thing about the tackle trap is that it is, and about any trap play, it is a quick-hitting play, and the block often has not happened when you are the running back, and you have to trust that that offensive lineman is going to get home on that block, and you've got to hit it hard because if you are able to get up to the second level with speed, that's where those explosive plays can come. And those, those guys did a great job of being decisive on those runs. Yeah, because if the back can get cleanly through the first level, yep. then he can play off the block. In a sense, he can make his offensive lineman right. Yep. Because he has some speed and velocity working to the second level, and then he simply can cut off that block. And that's what made uh, that's what made Miles Sanders' touchdown run, the yep. fifteen yarder, so impressive. Because Johnson was the trapper it, on that. He yeah. was, but it, it wasn't a super clean block. No, Andy Clark did a nice job fighting and through it, contact with Kelsey. It's funny you say that because I thought that Sanders, to me, that run said a lot about where Sanders is right now. I think he's run better inside this year than we've seen him, um, and he showed outstanding contact balance because. Reed actually came off that block a little bit and mm. really almost grabbed Sanders and he yep. ran right through him. Yep. So he showed great contact balance and the power to, I guess it was Clark. It was Clark, it was not, Clark. not I Reed. I believe it was, it was Clark. Cl yeah. It was Clark. It was Clark, not Reed. Um, and he showed great power to run through Clark because yeah. Clark had a decent shot at him. Yep. Not, a, not a clean shot, yep. but, a, but hey, you're talking about a 300 plus pound man. And again, to be honest, like... Typically, years past, like Miles gets wrapped up there. Yeah, uh, and I yep. thought he did a nice job. And he ran through that through pretty that. well. Yep. Yeah, it was outstanding. Yep. And he was able to get home. Uh, made another man miss uh, on that play as well. But even um, you know the, the play that sealed it, the final play outside of the kneel, uh, it was third and I believe third and three, and Miles picked up four, and that was yeah. another one where he had to just look. You got you got to stay square, make that first man miss, and get downhill. And that's exactly what he did. It, that showed up time and time again in this game. And how about when they started the third quarter? They had four consecutive Sanders runs after the first play, man, and they gained. I made a note. They, they all came out of shotgun, and the yep. four runs gained 65 yards. Yes. That's, um, that's a pretty good way to start the third quarter. Well, and that's what I loved, too, is that mm -hmm. so we saw a lot of the tackle trap, but we also saw a lot of the tackle power where Lane Johnson was pulling up to the second level to get to the play side backer. And so uh, I thought those were nice little right. change-ups as well because if you're that backside backer, you don't know, do I have to scrape over the top here and make sure that I'm replacing the gap from the play side backer? Or am I about to get Jason Kelsey or Isaac right. Samalo up in my lap because it's a trap play and those guys are releasing right up to the well, second level? Well, I made a level. note on those runs and, and – um, the first one was what I call a, a, a guard center pull scheme. Yes, they have to, they okay. have to sweep to the right, right side. Right, right. Yep. Then there was um, gap scheme with Johnson the puller. Those were consecutive runs. Yep, and so what I loved on and that one. And then inside one, zone was the last one. Inside zone was the last one. Yeah. So uh, on the sweep, yeah, Jason Kelsey leading out in the way. on the That was, I believe, a 21-yarder, right? So you had Sanders uh, to the right there. The play that you were the second one, which was the um, – uh, the uh, the tackle power. Lane Johnson gets up to the second level, right. and the linebacker, the backside linebacker, sees. I, I need to get over the top of this. I need to replace that backside backer. He's about to get blocked by Lane Johnson. He's so hard into the hole. Miles plays off that, right. goes out the back door perfectly. It was outstanding. Yeah. Really, really decisive run. No, but this was. I mean, when when do you see in the NFL a team score forty points, five touchdowns? They had five touchdowns. Yep. 
when the quarterback only throws for 163 yards. Yeah. That's very, very rare in the NFL. I yeah, mean, their, I mean, their running game was so dominant. So you asked the question, when was the last time it happened? Uh, the last time the Eagles ran for th- uh, it, you know, this, that many yards, uh, 1948 against Washington. Um, I don't know. What were your notes? Uh, I know some people probably think I was present at that game, <laughs> but I was not present at that game. <laughs> what were you doing? Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not. Amazingly enough, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> All right, so there we go. That yeah. kind of set, that yeah, set yeah. the stage for us yeah. a little bit. It was the, now the last time that a team ran for 360 with three touchdowns. 2007, Minnesota did it um, against San Diego. So really? It's been, a while. it's been a while since a team ran for that many yards with three touchdowns. <clears throat> I wonder um, who were the backs for Minnesota. Was Robert Smith still playing then? I was going to say, Robert Smith is the first person that comes to my mind. Uh, give me a second. I I'd be very you. curious who the backs were in 2007 for the Vikings. Yeah, I, I got you. Let me, if you buy time a little bit here. Um, so Brad Childress was the offense, or was the head coach there. Uh, oh, this was this was Adrian Peterson. Um, oh, it was Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Adrian, okay. Adrian, Adrian Peterson at that point. Uh, let's see what he ran for on that day. Um, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, was, was that a, his record day? Maybe did he have like two seventy in that game? Yeah, he had to have hit something. Um, as I pull that up, uh, yeah, just again this oh. this rushing rushing, rushing performance uh, just really really impressive for a number. And look, Jalen Hurts, uh, he was obviously big time uh, in this one in terms yeah. of what he did on the ground. Well, he had over hundred yards on three runs in the in first, the first quarter. quarter. Right, and one. So the first one was a scramble right. uh, against man coverage. So there was cover one robber, <laughs> third and ten, first third down of the game. Right, uh, Adrian. Let me ask you a question on that play. Okay, so we, me and Ben had some. Ben Fennel had some discussions. Did you have discussion about this? Um, Did you think Walker was the spy or did he have the back? I thought he had the back because I was looking at the safety. No one had the back, right? But I, I was wondering if the safety who was kind of flying down from the backside. If he had the back, I wasn't sure. I kept going back and forth. Yeah. So because he was from the backside, the back was to the left, and the safety right, was from right, the right. Right. So I, it, I didn't even fact. I, right, I thought it was right. that was all the back. Right. So, but the point is, he ended up just sitting right there as if he was a spy. Yep. And he had no shot. Uh, Adrian Peterson ran for 296 yards on 9.9 yards per carry. Oh, there you day, go. Uh, against the Chargers. So there you go. That sets that uh, that sets that straight. Um, so that, yeah, I thought Quay Walker was on the back. He sees that Jalen's about to break the pocket. He takes off. Jalen makes him miss. He makes the spy miss Mid- in Adrian Amos. And then uh, Darnell Savage. So you Savage, thought Amos was the spy there? I, or, sorry, was the, sorry, was the robber. The He's ro- got, yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, a yeah, cover one yeah, robber. Yeah. Uh, Amos comes down as the robber. He makes him miss. He makes right, Savage miss. Right. And then he goes out their back door. Right. Now, let me ask you this question because um, one big thing from a personnel standpoint that stood out with Green Bay is that what did we see in the last couple weeks is that after the injury to Eric Stokes uh, that Darnell Savage had become the nickel corner Rudy Ford the that starting safety. That was not safety. the case. That was not the case. Keyshawn Nixon <coughs> was the starting nickel Correct. corner. Correct. And Ford started at I mean obviously Savage got hurt after one play but he was not the starting safety no. with Amos. But so that was the only rep all game where they played dime and it was correct. on third down. So I that wonder correct. If, if their plan coming into this game Green Bay was that hey on third down we're going to play dime with a lot of speed on the field to yeah. Counteract Jalen Hurts, which makes uh, sense. Which makes sense. But then Sa- Savage got hurt on the first play. They never played dime after that. They probably they didn't to... feel like they had someone they could put in yep. who, not athletically, obviously you do have another defensive back, yeah, you but someone speed. who knew the defense well yep. enough to be able to play it. Yep, exactly. Uh, and so uh, they. They tried to stay in the man-to-man coverage looks uh, on right. third down after that, and then after that they abandoned it because Jalen just burned them too many times. And uh, what I found to be fascinating was uh, after Jalen had those you know, those big runs on third down, they said, okay, we're going to try and play zone. The Eagles then went empty a number of times. There was the completion to A.J. Brown on that little wrap right. concept in the middle of the field for 19 <coughs> yards. Uh, that was an well, empty— Well, it's funny, it's funny you say that because 
the, are you talking about the 19-yard play? Yeah, on third and six. One. Yeah, where they flex Gainwell out out wide. Here's yeah. here's, and I've talked to coaches about this, and this is what I thought watching that play. Okay. They lined up, and the Packers had a double mug look. Okay, yep. Gainwell started offset in the backfield. Yep. And Hertz moved Gainwell from the backfield to a split alignment to the boundary. Yep. Now, I, watching that, because I've talked to coaches who say that you can get a team out of double mug by going empty. Yeah, sure. So I, I wonder if that's just a coaching thing that he's told, you know, and he knows this going in. Yep. Hey, if a team shows double mug, and obviously the Packers, you know, you know that from film study, you'll get that. Let's adjust to empty. Yep. Because that's what I thought. I thought he made that adjustment based on the fact that they went double mug, that that wasn't necessarily a mechanic of the play call, right. but a response to the double mug. No, I don't know that for yeah, a fact, I'm not sure either. but that's yeah. what I thought that's watching it. That's interesting. I didn't even think about it from, yeah. that, from that standpoint. Because if you notice, they got out of the double mug when that happened. They bailed out of they it. They bailed yeah. out of it. Yeah, they bailed because, out of it. Because there's too many receivers that are split to try to mess around when you're in double mug like that. And it's not third and 13. It was third and six. Correct. So, so the ball can come out fast. And Correct. And you, and you just don't have people. Yep. No, right. I, I think that is interesting. I hadn't thought about it um, from that angle. But, uh, yeah, there were a number of third-down conversions that Jalen made with his arm in this game where, uh, you know, hey, we know they're going to be in zone coverage. They're not playing man anymore. There was the there was that play to A.J. over the middle. Well, they've been playing the- a ton of zone, and that's another reason I think that he did it because he knew that the, he was going to get zone and because that was the one he threw to A.J. right in the middle yep. of the field. I mean, you get you, you know what teams' empty checks are typically. when, they're, when of you course. Go, they're going to play zone. Hey, right. They're either going to play man and they're going to match up or they're going to play zone. And right. It's typically going to be one of two things. Right. Um, you know, hey, they're, they're a cover three team against empty. They're a cover two team against empty, whatever it is, and you're going to run no, your No, contrary to what people them. think, adjustments by teams on both sides of the ball, they don't, they don't have – 20 different adjustments. Yeah, especially when you get uh, granular in terms of the situation. Correct, right? it's correct. Th- it's third and long, empty. This is the way they're going to play. Uh, correct. Right. Correct. Um, and so you had your tips. Uh, there was the third and 12 completion of Devontae Smith in the high red zone that went for 14 yards. Same right. deal where it was right. like, hey, you know, we're going to go empty. We're going to run two lift routes on the outside. We're going to run Devontae as an outbreaking route. I remember that threw, play. Threw away, yep. from, uh, threw, threw away from the coverage for a yep. first down. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, Jalen was was really good in this game. You know, I know the, the number Numbers from a passing standpoint aren't going to like blow you away uh, just because of the volume of the run game. But I think this was a really. Do you think that he's coached? You know, I have this conversation all the time in our matchup room, and you know, there's we don't know the answer to this yeah. unless you know you you talk to the coaches and they want to give you an honest answer. Do you think he's coached that if he drops back and he feels he can run, that they tell him just take off because he had a couple of scrambles where he never even planted his back foot. Yeah, he just. It just hit it and he took off. The first one, he just hit it and took off. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't know that he's got the the uh, eternal green light, um, but I think the, you know, probably on like a matchup by the matchup basis, right? Game yeah. plan by game plan that you're going to say, hey, this, if this is a team that's going to play us in man to man coverage and it's third and third and medium, like go for it. That's because it, that's one of the, one of the first things, and this is particularly true when you talk to. I want to say older coaches. When I say older, I don't mean guys who are 75, but I mean guys who've been coaching offense for a long time. One of the things they always talk about, about quarterbacks is working through progressions. But obviously if, you know, on those kinds of plays, Jalen isn't even worried about a progression. He Mm. just sees space and he goes. Yep. Right. So like I said, I wonder if he's pretty much, you know, given the okay, Hey, 
It's on you. If you feel you have space and can go, go. Yeah. And look, you have to live with some pros and cons of right, that. Right, right. Offensively, you have to say, okay, <coughs> uh, yes, we are going to get the 23-yard gains on third and six, and we're going to get the 42-yard gains on third and eight. Um, but every once in a while, you might run into a sack. Right. Uh, and, and you have to, you have or to miss an open that. receiver. Right. Sure. Right, exactly. Right. I, I think that there's, uh, there's double edges there. But I think um, – uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that clearly worked for the Eagles offense sure. uh, on Sunday. Um, I'm trying to go through my notes to see if there was anything else I wanted to hit on. I thought it was an impressive performance um, from Jason Kelsey. We talked about the one pull uh, out to the play side. I thought he and Landon Dickerson had some really impressive displacements at yep. the point of attack in the run game. Uh, that was something I uh, ended up doing some uh, some breakdowns on for the All-22 review. Um it was uh, this was it was a fun game to watch uh, offensively. There were some uh, some interesting wrinkle, wrinkles. We saw Cam Jurgens in as a uh, six by the lineman. Way, you're going to see Cam Jurgens have the ball thrown to him down the road. I would Be- love that because he came, he went to Nebraska as a tight, tight end. end. I mean, so when they put him in the red zone there, yep. you know, because he played two snaps. One was not in the red zone. One yep. was in the red zone. Yep. The first thing I thought of when I saw him in the red zone was at some point down the road. They're going to throw the ball to him I mean, because he was a tight end. Lane Johnson caught that touchdown yeah. last year. No, that's going to happen uh, down the road. That's it's that's going to happen table. in a critical moment down the road. Yeah, we saw some ten personnel. Yeah, again, I think we're seeing these wrinkles as again ways to kind of mitigate the loss of Dallas Scott. Yeah. Or what are some other ways yeah. you can create offense? Uh, we because saw really, the tight the end yep. has not been a factor in the passing game the last two weeks at all. No, which hey, like you know, you kind of live with that and say you understand right. that going in. What are the ways to again mitigate the loss of of Dallas Scott? The right, run, the run game being as effective as it was. I think they finished like seven point three yards of carry that's with four quarterback sneaks and a kneel down so right uh, right 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 that right. gets you up close to right. uh, uh eight yards right, I right. Know the math that's a good that. point that's um, a good point that, yeah that, that changes yeah. the math a little bit there as well uh so yeah offensively just an outstanding performance a really fun tape uh to go back and watch now defensively is interesting because Look, they had four scoring drives, Green Bay, where they started uh, past their own 40-yard yeah. line. And part of that was uh, the turnover on downs. You had the fumble by A.J. Brown that brought it back into opposing territory. And then kickoff coverage, just not very good right. uh, in this game. So Green Bay starting with a positive field position often. Um, but I thought there were some really good things uh, from the defense in this game as well. I thought the pre-snap disguise was outstanding on, an, on a number of the plays, certainly on the two interceptions. Uh, we saw some good sa- uh, stunts that came as a result of uh, – or some sacks that came as a result of some good stunts up front. So uh, I thought there were some good things on defense as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think they were as strong up front in the run game, even, though, even though the number – is yeah. last week. Even yes. though the numbers – you know, it's not like Green Bay just ran the ball, you know, but I, I, I don't think they were as strong – I didn't think Joseph was as good this week as he was last week. Yep. Um, we talked last week about yeah. the Green Bay's offense and the, the Aaron Jones out to the perimeter, and they loved those and they perimeter did that. plays. They did that, and it, and yeah. it worked. It was a very yeah. effective tool yeah. for them. But, I, you know, obviously I love I loved Blankenship's interception. That was beautiful. That was I mean, awesome. It was such a fun breakdown play. You know, I mean, he, he started driving on that route before Rodgers started throwing the ball. Yeah. That was beautiful, the way he just read the route and just jumped it. Yep. And he also made another play where he ran down, um, was it Jones he yeah, ran down? Yeah, the perimeter. It was a perimeter yeah. run play. So he yep. came down, initially was uh, was playing, uh, running an alley. Running like, the down, alley. Down, down, down yeah. the chute and saw that he had to change his angle to get to the perimeter. He, he was about to I thought leverage. he was he impressive. Nice you know, he obviously had to play because yep. he was the backup to Johnson. Yeah. And Johnson, uh, Gardner Johnson got hurt. And he, so he played pretty much every snap but one or two after that yep. when I guess he had to come out for a play or two. But uh, I kind of enjoyed watching him. You can see his understanding of the game. I mean, the guy was a five-year starter in college. Yeah. 
there's a, he has a lot of reps in his background. No question. Uh, and honestly, the I talked about the disguise. And real quickly, we can kind of get into this because I, I thought it was they showed a good replay from it on the broadcast on Sunday night. And so I was you were able to get a little bit of piece of what exactly the Eagles did. But then going back through the film, You're talking on about Monday the interception, morning, the interception. Yeah. So uh, what we saw was that a receiver came in motion just before the snap, and Marcus Epps traveled with that receiver. They 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 uh, they typically don't do that. The Eagles you carry those safeties and have them match the, that play. So uh, the receiver goes in motion from left to right. Marcus Epps travels with him. You have uh, Blankenship sitting in the post. It looks like it's going to be single high man-to-man coverage with the, with the receiver, right. with the safety following the receiver on the motion. And even looking at the corner's body language, James Bradbury is squared up on his receiver. It looks like it's going to be man all the way. Snap of the ball, Aaron Rodgers, I believe off play action, turns his back to the defense, and it's not single high man. It's two high zone. They were playing quarters. Right. Uh, Epps falls off. He's not playing in man. It was a six-man front. Two of those guys dropped out. Out, so it was a nice sim pressure mm-hmm. from the Eagles. Those guys dropping underneath zone coverage, uh, and they fooled Aaron Rodgers. He, th- he pulled the trigger, and Blanket Chip read it the whole way. It was just an awesome play. <clears throat> no, Rodgers clearly threw that ball with conviction. He yeah. did not expect Blanket Chip to be a factor on that throw. And clearly. You know, and the first thing that came to my mind after when I broke it down on Sunday night uh, after the postgame show was that you love to have plays like that going into this game against Tennessee. We're going to get into the Titans right, right. as well. But uh, there are some, bla- some plays where Ryan Tannehill – Middle of the field, those throws. I mean, you remember all the big plays they made to A.J. Brown. Right, 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 right. He's going to pull the trigger on those throws in the middle. Hell right. or high water. He's going to put that right. on Traylon Burks or Robert right, Woods right, or right. Chigga Quanquo. He's going, to, he's going to put it on those guys. So if you can fool him into some of those plays, uh, that would be beneficial for the No, no question. No question. The other play that I really liked, and as soon as I saw it, I called in one of my guys from Matchup and said, oh, this was the same stunt they ran against Kenny Pitts- Pickett and the, uh, for the first sack on the opening drive first against Kenny down. Pickett. And, yep. and, it, and it worked. And it was the exact same front alignment yep. where they had Cox as a wide nine, they had Hargrave and Graham inside, yep. and Reddick looped behind both of them, yep. and it was it, it was the exact same stunt. Yeah, it was a pirate stunt, three-man stunt inside, yep. and Reddick gets home. He and BG both collapsed on the quarterback. Fletcher was right there yep. as well. I thought Fletcher had another good game. Yep. Um, yeah, that was a uh, that was a fun one yeah. uh, for sure. Um, yeah, the the, the, uh, the Fletcher Cox sack that came on a really well executed ET stunt where Reddick he knifes inside, forces <coughs> Rogers right. off his spot. Rogers right. flushed to the right, right. And that's exactly where Cox was. That was a really well executed rush as well. Well, um, yeah, I mean, those uh, to me, like those were the big things. Uh, Josiah Scott, his interception on the opening drive. Uh, the big thing we saw there. There was a, a five-man front, again, where uh, you saw Kaiser White up on the line of scrimmage yep. over the guard. Elkton Jenkins opens up to protect against uh, against uh, Kaiser. No one blocks Hargrave. They bust the protection. So <coughs> they Hargrave, bust, they Har- busted the protection. Yeah, Hargrave yeah. gets in clean, yeah. forces Rodgers off his spot. They It looked like it might have been man co- or zone coverage. It ended up being man. But I, I thought Slay did a great Slay job because, awesome because there's route adjustments there. Yeah. Lazard made a route adjustment, and Slay yep. was Velcro to him the yeah. whole way. Yep. Uh, nearly no. comes up with a pick. Yeah. yeah, I know he. I know he wanted the. Uh, oh, I know. The interception I know. Against Rogers, but, I know. Uh, he set one up for Josiah. How about on the sec? Just before we move on. Yeah. Uh, what uh, Cox did to the uh, right tackle on the second play of the Packers' second possession, where he tackled Jones for a one-yard loss. Yes. He just Controlled he just it. moved him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. like. Fletcher has done some really good things, especially against the run this year. Fletcher's been really, really good, uh, and something they're they're going to need uh, here on Sunday against a uh, Tennessee Titans team. Uh, right? Yes, that, uh, that's a good transition. Yes, they, that's that, a good transition. Thank you. It's yeah, like we've yeah. done this before. Yeah. Um, good that, segue. Well, thank you. Once, as, the, as we say in the business, as, as, as a as good segue. Yes. Um, 
let's go through your notes, your copious notes uh, uh, on yeah. the Tennessee Titans. I know you watch this team every single week, uh, so I know you've got lots of thoughts on how they're going to try and rebound after a loss to Cincinnati. Uh, what do you think that mindset is going to be for this team with Mike, Mike Vrabel uh, and that team coming to town? I think the mindset is going to be we're a physical team and we're going to come out and we're going to try to kick the, the opponents you know what. That's yeah. the way the Titans play. On both sides, and they both want to beat sides the of the ball. Of that's yes, it. that's the way they play. They want to grind you to dust on yes. every single snap. <clears throat> that's the, the Mike Vrabel approach. That's when they got off to the bad start this year, and everybody said, "Oh, they need to change. They've got to start throwing the football. This is not the way they can compete and win." Um, they pretty much said, "No, this is who we are. This is how we play. This is what we've basically been doing under Mike Vrabel for years, mm. and this is how we play." So they're going to line up this week, and they're going to look to run the ball. Yeah. And they're going to give it to Derrick Henry, obviously not coming off a very good game, 17 for 38. Yep. But this is a team on offense that lines up with two tight ends, three tight ends. Think about this. Derrick Henry has 126 rushes this year, 126 with two tight ends and three tight ends on the field. That's the way they play. That's the way they play. Yep. And... By the way, he's averaging five yards a carry on those 126 mm. rushes. Wow. So they're going to do that. That's the way in their mind they stabilize everything. And they're going to, this is going to be one of those weeks of practice for them where they're going to go back to basics. They're going to stabilize their offense and they're going to come out and try to run the football. And the Eagles will line up in their five man base front. You know what that means. We know what that means. Because I don't think, I guess Jordan Davis, he won't play this week, I doubt. Yeah, he's eligible. I guess I shouldn't shouldn't say that. Right. It's Monday night. Like, who knows? Right. That's tough. But but whether it's it's Jordan Davis or still Linville Joseph, who played 30 snaps this week after playing 26 the week before, after being on the couch the week before that (laughs) you know i mean you're going to see the base five-man front yeah and the eagles are going to have to buck up and they're going to have to play the run yeah and henry look at this point in his career especially with the injuries that he's dealt with the last few years he is a pure and i would say this is how you've kind of described it for most of his career anyway he's a volume runner he's he's gonna uh uh try and wear you out over the course of the game and those body blows will start to add up he's an eye back yep he's gonna he's not a shotgun back yep He's a pistol or an eye back, predominantly an eye back, meaning, where they, he's gonna meaning be the quarterback's, quarterback's under, under center. center. Yep. And he's going to be seven or eight yards behind the quarterback, and their foundation is the zone run game. Now, yeah. they'll run some some gap scheme. They'll run some, some pin pull to get him on the perimeter because what you want with Henry is you want him to generate momentum. He's a momentum runner. You don't want, if you're the Titans, that is, you don't yes. want him stopping his feet. If you're for, the for Eagles, Eagles, you'd for love Eagles to. Fans, yeah. It's Demarco Murray when, when he had all those yards yeah. with the Dallas Cowboys yeah. and then came here to Philadelphia. That's the, it's the just idea. That Henry's it's stronger. Derek Henry, right, right. Yes. right. Um, but and Henry's your classic back. When he's at his best, it looks like he gets three, and all of a sudden it's an eight-yard gain. Yep. And at his best, he can break some long ones. Now he hasn't really broken a lot of long ones this year, which has led some people to believe that maybe he's lost a little bit. Mm. I don't know if that's fair or not. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm not willing to say that just yet, but he still can break long runs. Mm. And um, he look, he did have that 69-yard screen this week where he ended up fumbling, but he was moving pretty good. Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's the, the thing at the end of the day is – whether or not you feel that Derrick Henry is still like at the A point of his career or if he is on the downside, at the end of the day, like you got to stop the run. You got to stop the load, run. And he's a load to bring down. Like, Correct. No matter how you slice it, like AJ Dillon, we talked about him last week. Right. Yeah, he's he's behind Aaron Jones in the depth chart. He's a load to bring down. He's right. a 250 pound running back. Like that's a guy, that's a tough guy to get down. And right. It's the same thing with Derrick Henry at the end of the day. 
Um, so I, I think the, the big thing, and you talked about that screen, uh, the guy who jumped on the fumble in the end zone was Traylon Burks. Burks, the rookie first-round pick, the player that the <coughs> Titans selected uh, with the first-round pick they acquired from the Eagles for A.J. Brown. Um, a little bit of a checkered start back, right. in the, back in the spring and the summer, and I love when young players are able to kind of fight through that and yeah. find success. And that's what we're seeing for Burks, who had an injury early on in the year and now is coming in. And he's been very, very efficient. And he's not he's only out there for like, I think like fourth in like in terms of amount of reps and routes that he runs and things like that. When yeah. he's out there, he's targeted. They're he, not a passing most, team. They're not, yeah. They're not really a passing I mean, look, they've had games where they've had to throw, but it's kind of strange. They really don't ask Tannehill to do a lot. Yep. Um which is kind of interesting because he's a veteran and it was only about three years ago when this team averaged 30 points a game on offense, but they don't really ask Tannehill to do a lot in the past game. So therefore the receivers don't do, and they've got, look, Burks, I think can be a good player. You know, he caught the, the 50 yarder this week where he ran by, by the way, a corner. I really like the rookie corner for Cincinnati, Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, if you did him coming out yeah, of Nebraska. Nebraska. Yep. I really like that kid a lot, but yeah. just as an aside, but anyway, Burks kind of ran by him because Bates sat low on, on the, on the sit route uh, by Woods on the other side. Um, but um, he can run. He's big. He's got big hands. You know, he's got run after catch ability. You'd expect him to continue to improve. Yeah, and the thing is, is that they are finding ways to keep him uh, a lot, a lot of linear routes, yep. right? So yeah. a lot of those deep crossers. We saw the vertical route this past week, as you mentioned. Uh, they went, It's almost like the the early route tree for like DK Metcalf yeah. in Seattle, yeah. where it's like, hey, you know what? I know there's questions about his route breaks and the route tree and what he can do. We're going to ask him to do what he does well. We're going to create some explosive plays for him in the past game and let him go do work, and, and that's what he's done, he's done yeah. uh, so far uh, here this season, especially over these last few weeks. But I'm just fascinated by it because. You know, Woods is a is a solid veteran receiver. Yep. You know, Westbrook Ahini's had some big moments for them. I yeah. mean, he is not a bad receiver by any means. And you know, flashes almost weekly now is the other rookie, uh, Chigakonkwo. The tight oh, yeah, the oh, and he can end. run, by the way. He can run. I'm sure you did him coming out of Maryland. I did. Yeah, I did. Really athletic tight end. Yep. Um, to me, like in this offense, he's John U. Smith 2.0. And Smith yeah. had some really productive years for them so, in that offense. So, you know, look, they have a philosophy. They've won a lot of games over the last number of years, so you can't say it's a problem. Yep. Um, they did make it to an AFC championship game, essentially playing this style of football. Um, so you can't say that they're, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Yep. But, you know, I always feel like I'm wanting a little more when I watch their offense. Like, I'd like to see the pass game. And it's not a matter of volume. They don't have to throw it 50 times. Yep. But I would, I, I would just... I feel like I want to see a little more. I think with both sides, I think it comes down to some of those explosive, like game tilting yeah, plays yeah. that you probably want to see a little bit more of. And I think they're missing that without having AJ Brown. And, and you have the we talked about right. the young pieces that are there. And Robert Woods is a solid player, but there were the games where you know, yeah, like AJ Brown, he only had six targets, but he had five catches for 132 yards and a touchdown. And, and they're hoping Burks becomes, becomes that guy. That, yes, yes. And, so and maybe he will. Right. Uh, maybe no he will. They might. Yeah. We're, we're talking six games into his career. Right. 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 A bunch of this uh, this season. So, um, real quickly, offensive line, they've just gotten beat up with injuries. Oh, uh, yeah. they, they lost Taylor Lewan. Uh, you know, they didn't have uh, Saffold coming into the year. Yep. They lost Ben Jones, the starting center. So He's missed the last two. Yep. I, as we speak tonight, he has not cleared concussion protocol, so his status for this week is still up in the air. So, they moved their left guard, Aaron Brewer, who's about 270 pounds, yeah, by the way. He gets beat up, yeah. He gets beat up a lot. Yep. And they're playing the rookie, Dylan Radens, who, you know— he was one of the offensive linemen who I, I got right because I said when he came out of North Dakota State that he would not play on the outside in this league. Yep. And they kind of agree with that. And, he's and now, to play inside. now he's starting to play inside. Yeah, and he's yeah. struggling to play inside. I would agree with that. He's had. Yeah. He's, they, uh, no matter what, like if you struggle to anchor yeah. uh, at tackle, 
You're probably going to struggle to anchor at guard as well. So he's just got to get stronger, and that's going to take some time. Yeah. Um, Dennis Daly working in at left tackle. Yep. Uh, the Eagles saw him last year with the with the Panthers. Uh, a little bit of a limited player at this point. He's still a young player, but um, the rookie right tackle has not played badly. Though. He's had some nice snaps. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Petit Frere from, from yeah. Ohio State, he's yeah. a third round pick. Uh, he's had some good snaps for them. Yep. Uh, I think their best player up front is Nate Davis. Uh, I think he's a rock yeah. solid player at right guard. Um, but again, just the or the attrition has yeah. gotten to this offensive line. And so that, that's going to affect them uh, moving forward. Um, after that, let's go to this defense. This is a fun defense. Yeah. Really fun defense. Uh, <coughs> I think it's, it's very similar in a lot of ways to two, de- two teams that we've talked a lot about. They're, they're very similar but different. The New Orleans Saints in the last couple of years with Dennis Allen where, right. uh, and the Bucks as well, where outstanding run defense – big physical defensive linemen that get after you and are very violent and just want to crush you on every single rep, but they play with light boxes. And so it's it's light boxes, which means they can divert resources to stop the pass, and they're dominant against the run. That's kind of what this Titans team is. They just have a bunch of really violent players up front. They have aggressive linebackers that love to play downhill and are the definition of fast flow. David Long is having a really good season. He had a great year last year, too, once he became a starter. David Long's a good player. Good player. And then in the secondary, it's a bunch of guys that are just really aggressive and smart and play their zone coverage. They've been playing a lot of big nickel lately, too, the three safeties. It's a good group. Uh, it's a really good group. But up front is where it all Let's starts. Let's talk about it, yeah. Let's talk about And it starts really with Jeffrey Simmons, who's a really good player. Best player on the team, I, yeah. I would say. <clears throat> Just really strong, yep. physical, competitive. Um, not necessarily quick twitch explosive, but explosive from a power and strength perspective. Yep. I mean, he can move people. He's very similar to, like, Fletcher Cox in his prime in a lot of ways, where I think, you know, with Fletcher, it was never like, oh, man, like, look how crafty of a rusher he is. He would right. do it with those hand swipes, but it was like, he's just more athletic and more powerful than the guy across from him 90% of the time, and that's Jeffrey Simmons right now. He, yeah. he is just more athletic he, and powerful than most He just moves people. people. He's really, really impressive. Now, again, we, we talked about Ben Jones not knowing on Monday night. We don't know about Danico Autry. That's a big player for them, because when they're in dime, they play dime almost on every third down, yep. unless it's third and one or two. They, their inside pass rushers are Simmons and Autry. Yep. That is a really difficult duo to block. Mm. And they do a lot of TT stunts, tackle, tackle stunts inside when Autry's there. Yep. They have not done as much of it without Autry because Simmons and Autry have a great feel. Both can be penetrators. Both can be loopers. Yeah. And they're very good at it, and it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, but it's not quite the same without Autry. No, and that's why I kind of, you referenced the third down identity where it's like, all right, we're going we're gonna to play dime and we're going to go four-man rush and we're going to run they play a lot of man at, at They a play dime. a lot of man, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that like is what brings me to that Saints team that we've always talked about. Right. And uh, what's funny is uh, the Eagles, when the Eagles have played the Saints the last couple of years, typically that matchup going in is that, hey, this Eagles run game going up against the number one run defense in the NFL and they, they, they do it with light boxes and, each of the last two years, the Eagles have run for 200-plus, uh, find a way to, to right. have big games on the ground. That's good. The, and maybe the, that'll happen. That is the heavyweight battle right. for this right. game. That is the number one matchup right. is the Eagles' run game going up against this run defense. You mentioned Simmons, Autry, uh, Tyre Tart, uh, the nose tackle. This He's from Philadelphia. inside, man. Yeah, number he is really good. Really good player. Um, Mario Edwards giving them really good snaps off the edge. And he's playing a lot of snaps. He's yeah. good, you know, and, and this week he moved inside more because – 
you know, they didn't have Autry. They didn't have Autry. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you have uh, Demarcus Walker, and all these guys are, you know, 6'3, 6'4, 6'5, 280 to 295 pounds. It's, it's like what we were talking about with like Jacksonville back early in week yeah. three, where you have a bunch of these just <clears throat> violent, like bodied guys that just get after you. And, and, and really you know, Edwards Walker, they found a home in Tennessee because yep. Walker came out of Florida State. I believe he was the second Denver. or third round yep. pick to Den- Denver. The Denver Broncos. Yeah, you know, pretty good prospect. I remember watching him coming out of Florida State. He looked yeah. like a pretty good prospect. Yep. And it hasn't worked where he's been before, but now he's getting meaningful snaps and he's showing up. Yeah, he's, had, he's had some really crafty rushes yeah, where he's yeah. going to win with his hands and, and get the edge and get home to the quarterback. Uh, again, another guy plays inside, outside. Uh, Rashad Weaver, a young player from Pitt, yep. a big, long, powerful DN. Uh, he gets a lot of edge more, reps. Yeah, so. more a speed to power kind of guy than yep. a true bender. Yep, you no know. question. That's how, that's how most of these yeah, guys are yeah, Bud Dupree, yeah, uh, same yeah. kind of deal they gave him. Dupree can bend, deal. but yeah. he's been in and out of the lineup as well. Their he, bendy guy, Harold Landry, tore his ACL in the right, summer. Right, so right, right. Been missing him, yeah. but outside that's yeah. that's how all these guys are built. Yeah. So yeah. that's how they want to play that up front. Linebacker, we talked about David Long. This is a guy that can navigate traffic. He plays like a maniac, and I say that in like the nicest. No, way no, he's, he's a really a, good player. He's a really good player. Explosive short area burst. I talked about his ability to play through traffic, play through contact. Yep. Uh, really good run defender. Now, as you typically get with those fast flow guys, is that you can manipulate him a little bit with some of the backfield actions and some of the motion. So we'll see if that's something that the offense. Tries and they've to, gotten uh, good snaps well. from Cole, by the way. Yeah. The other linebacker, because Cunningham's hurt. Cunningham's hurt. So they've been splitting times with Dylan Cole and Monty Rice. And Rice didn't play much. This week it was mostly Cole. Mostly Cole, and it was kind of transitioning that way. In yeah. Green Bay. yeah, and and Cole, you know, he, again, he's a guy most people probably think of as a sort of a journeyman backup type. Yeah, right. But he's given them good. You know, again, we talk about all these guys that all of a sudden they come to Tennessee and they seem like they give them good snaps. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make them impact stars, but they give them good snaps. Yeah. Let's talk about the secondary because it's a it's a fun group too. Yeah. Um, Undersized at corner, but it's a fun group. Christian Fulton, uh, you know, different you different nickel guy. and dime packages. Okay, so take me through that now because it's a, it's the personnel usage is interesting. Trying to track that when they play conventional nickel, meaning with three corners yep. and two safeties. They bring Molden in, yep. and they keep McCreary and Fulton on the outside. Right. Fulton was dinged up in this past game against Cincinnati, but he played. He played. So, th- so my let's guess assume is by the time we get to Sunday, he's yeah. good. Yep. When they go dime... They bring McCreary inside, yep. and they play Trey Avery on the outside. Yes, who played a lot of snaps. Who this played week about the, thirty the snaps this yeah. past week. Yep. So I, I assume that this will stay the same, you know, unless Fulton is is injured and can't go. Right. And then I guess they reassess. But but it's a different you know different nickel and different dime group. And as we said, they play a number of snaps of big nickel with three safeties. Fulton, McCreary, Molden, all guys that are sub 5'11", I believe. Yeah. Uh, all three really instinctive, really competitive, good ball skills, good zone coverage defenders, good man coverage yep. defenders. Yep. Just, uh, a, it's undersized, but a really scrappy. Fulton's probably been their best guy this I'd year. I'd say they're probably their number yeah. one guy. Yeah. McCreary's a young as a first-year player. Uh, Molden, a second-year guy. Right. So, uh, and Molden, I know, has been dinged up as well. So yeah. uh, McCreary's the guy that everybody had the big conversation about with arm length. Yes, because it was under 29 inches, and I'm sure they that showed up uh, for on the on the Twitter timelines this weekend after T Higgins, after uh, had T Higgins. That jump ball. T- but yeah. McCurry's played well as a rookie, really by has. the way. He's had some really good plays. I mean, he, he before Farley got hurt again, their their first yeah. round pick from a year ago, he beat out Farley. Yep. Yeah. So 
Well, Farley's the opposite. He's 6'2". Right, right. With great but, length. But McCrory beat him out. Yeah, it's the, the height, weight, speed yeah. versus the, the player, the prospect yeah. versus the player conversation. Yeah. Um, at safety, they got a good tandem. Kevin really ba- good. Kevin Byard's really, really good. Really good player. Really uh, good. Very well-rounded. Uh, you have to be aware of where he is. This is a group that hasn't created a ton of turnovers and big plays, but he's the guy on the back end that right. you have to worry about to create those big plays. And Hooker, he's back. This was his first game back, yeah. a money hooker yep. from Iowa. He's another really savvy type player who can do a lot of things for you. Yep. And when they play with some of those three safety looks, the guy that has been playing has been actually a former Eagle. He was here last or was it last summer? Anthony yeah, Adams was? Last, yeah, Andrew, uh, Andrew, Andrew Adams Andrew was here Adams. last summer. From UConn. Uh, from UConn. He was with the Bucs when they won the Super Bowl right. in 2020. Uh, ended up going back to Tampa after the, he didn't make the Eagles. He's, you know what? Hooker missed maybe a month. Yeah. Adams played well. Yeah, he showed up. He did. Yeah, and they play, they had to play uh, another young guy, Josh Kalou, uh, a lot. He played for a while, yeah. yeah. So yeah. They've, they've they've had to mix and match a lot yeah. of players, and because they because of the injuries, and they just and keep they, on and chugging. They, they've held the fort there. Yeah. I mean, this team, you know, rarely are they blown out. They're a tough physical team, both sides. They play tough games. Yep. You know, even when they lose, like I said, it's very rare that they get blown out. Last thing schematically on them. Uh, Primarily four-man rush, yep. and it's not a lot. They're like bottom of the league when it comes to blitzing in terms of all these metrics. That said, it's like the opposite of the Green Bay conversation from a week ago where it was, oh, the, the Packers are really high up on blitz because of a lot of the five-man rushes um, where they're in their you know, <coughs> the five-man they... front and they send all five. The, the Titans, are they have to be number one in the league in terms of sim pressures where uh, they're sending linebackers and nickel corners and safeties, but it's still only a four-man rush, and it's those zone yeah, actually, exchanges. To me, it's a four-man zone exchange pressure, yep. and it's normally long as the fourth rusher or Molden as the yes. fourth yep. rusher. Yep, and both it's guys the, were really good blitzers in college. Right, it's those two guys <clears throat> who become the fourth rusher, and they drop out a D lineman, so it's still a four-man rush in terms of number of bodies. Great disguise defense. Yes. Uh, they, did, they play very simple zone cover. Coverages on early downs, but they disguise it very well. Yep. A lot of cool rotations to cover two, to Tampa two, yep. to cover three. Uh, they disguise a number of really middle well. hole defenders in cover two. You don't yep. know who it's going to be. Yes, so it's a uh, uh, pre-snap, post-snap check game for Jalen Hurts from right. that standpoint. Right. Um, protection has to be in order because of, you know dealing with those zone exchanges. So look, they they, they do not make it easy for you. Uh, no, because you're, you're talking about no, they're, they're, defense and then like I said, they don't get pass. blown out. I yeah. mean, they may not have a lot of dynamic. Look, Henry at his best is a dynamic player. Yep. Okay. They may not have many more than that at this point in time. Yep. You know, Simmons is a really strong player on defense. Yep. He's not a he's not a, an explosive pass rusher in the way, let's say, Aaron Donald is. Sure. He's a really good player, though. Um, but they don't have a lot of guys you'd say are, are, are big time impact players, but they've got a lot of really solid players. Yeah, it's a it's it's a good defense. Yeah, uh, it's a fun defense to break down. It was a, a lot of fun to be able to watch them yep. over the last week. Uh, and you and I will break them down one more time uh, here next week here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Greg, thanks so much for joining us here for Chalk Talk. Thanks, Fran. All right, so great stuff there from Greg Cosell. Thanks to him and thanks to all of you out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our podcasts here with Eagles Entertainment. That being said, I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. For everybody here at the Novacare Complex, I am Fran Duffy, and we will talk to you later this week.